are now listening to Wisdom from North podcast with me, Jannike Einias. Here I will explore topics such as metaphysics, spirituality, personal growth, and in general, how we can create good lives for ourselves. My intention is to find some answers, but perhaps more importantly, finding new questions to ask, because there is always something new to discover in this wonderful universe that we live in. In Wisdom from North, we're passionate about helping you take your spiritual growth to that next level. That's why we are collaborating with some amazing spiritual teachers and partners who offer free webinars and classes. Go to wisdomfromnorth.com forward slash free. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the guests and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of Wisdom from North or any entities they may represent. Now, please enjoy the episode. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right. It seems like I'm live here, everybody. So uh, let me know, guys, if you can see me, if you can hear me. Actually, I haven't been live so many times on YouTube before. So please let me know if you can see Evette and myself on the picture. And first and foremost, I just want to say hello to you, Evette, and welcome to this live streaming. Hello, I am so excited. Thank you for having me. And hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here with us. I'm really excited about this event and everybody's watching. You probably know that on YouTube, I usually make uh, pre-recorded interviews uh, that I edit. Uh, but this time I wanted to shake things up a bit. And it's actually because of you, Yvette, who said, you know, let's go live. 
So uh, the reason we're also going live today is because I got to say that Yvette Rose is one of my best friends. And I actually met her through my spiritual journey. I started interviewing in 2012. And through my journey of interviewing, I met so many amazing people. And some of them became my friends. And I met Yvette Rose in an interview with Teal Swan many years ago. And I think you probably, many of you have seen that. And Yvette is one of my favorite spiritual teachers. She is um, a personal development teacher, a workshop facilitator, an author of 19 books, and the founder of Metaphysical Anatomy Technique. She is doing amazing work, healing people all around the globe. And we've had also a course together. Uh, last year and this time, this fall, we're also going to collaborate together because one of my favorite topics is your soul's purpose. It's really activating, finding and even creating our purpose for this life because I've felt so lost so many times in my life before I really found wisdom from North and I feel I'm so on purpose now and I know also you have been struggling in life before you really found what your soul path was. And that's why we really wanted to help you guys and reach out to more people speaking about your soul's purpose. And today we're just going to have like a fun conversation diving into this. And this is actually a warm up to a live webinar that we're going to have October 28th, 2023, where Yvette is going to go much deeper into how you, how you can activate your purpose. And we're going to draw angel cards. We're going to do exercises. And the link is right here. My colleague is going to share the link. This is totally free. And we would love for you to join us in this live webinar. But today, Yvette, we're going to dive into our purpose. And in normal interview style, I would like to ask you how your life was before you started living on purpose. That is a great question. And it's a deep question as well, Janneke. And I'm really excited to share this with you. I, not way back then, I would say I was excited. But now that I've worked on myself, it's much easier to look back on my life with humor. But at the time, what I went through was absolutely nothing but funny. So. Believe it or not, I was actually raised Christian. So I was raised Christian very, very strictly. And how we were raised is that only God can be psychic. Only God can heal. Only God can do all these great things. So I was raised from a very, very young age that everything that is my greatest gifts right now was wrong and condemned by my religion and by God. And these angels and these spirits that was always around me as a child, I always, my mom always thought it was my imaginary friends, but I, these were actual angels and spirits that would be around me. And all of a sudden, I was told that this is wrong. You will go to hell. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad. So my life was, I can, but I could pretty much say was very suppressed, very deeply suppressed. And I never believed in myself. I never felt safe to follow my path. I never felt safe to really truly express what I see, what I believe in. And to say that I felt lonely, that I felt isolated, it's an understatement. 
And I'm sure that many of you out there can relate to that. You just know that there's something around you that there's this greater truth to life. There's this greater meaning to everything that you're experiencing. There's this depth that's in front of you, but it's like you can't get to it. You can't feel it. You can't put your hand, your hands around it. And as I grew up, I started to have a lot of destructive behaviors. My dad was uh, he was an alcoholic, he was a drug addict, he was a medically diagnosed soci uh, sociopath, and it was not an easy person to live with. And I was the only child, right? So there was no sibling to point fingers at saying they did it. I had to take the beating for everything. And my mom was always trying to be the peacekeeper. So with this, this traumatic dynamic that I had with my dad, it was, it was tough. It was very tough. It was emotionally volatile and physically as well. Now, you can only imagine that growing up with someone like that, how it shaped my mind, how it shaped my personality and how it shaped me as a person and how my need for love, how my need for attention was constantly attacked and rejected and abandoned. And so the way that the universe or we at least the way that we feel the universe responds to us as we grow up, we, that feedback becomes the merit by what we feel we are worthy of. That becomes the barometer of what we would rate our self-worth by, right? Because mm. I definitely did that. And this toxic feedback was basically only because of other people who couldn't step into the vibration of love that I as a child needed them to step into. And because of their inadequacies and their awkwardness and their inability to do that because of their own blocks, their failures I perceived as feedback of what I'm worthy of. Mm. And this shaped my entire existence. So I always played it small. I never allowed myself to go big, to, to dream big. And one day, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this short, but this is really important. And one day, I I was 12 and I saw this BMW and I said to myself, I'm gonna buy that car before I'm 20. And I remember I once said that to my dad and he laughed at me and he said, you will succumb to nothing. You will wipe floors and that was all that you will ever be, you stupid child. Oh, wow. And it's, those words stayed with me. It stayed with me. And keep in mind, still at this point, even though with all this religious brainwashing that I was going through, my guides stayed with me. They stayed with me. And I had this, this wave of goosebumps come over me in that moment. And I had this beautiful voice just say, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. And I held on to that. And fast forward along all the destructiveness that I went through as a teenager, I bought that BMW when I was 19 years old. Brand new BMW. I bought it. I did it. I worked so hard. I ran two jobs. I paid for high school myself because my dad lost his job. So I had to do all these things, right, myself. And I dropped out of school when I was 16. I went to a private school so that I can run two jobs to save money for my college. And I did all of that. And luckily, my marks were high enough. So I skipped grade 11 to save money in school. And so I did grade 12 and I kept working. And so I had enough money to go to college and I studied business management. And while I was studying business management, I applied for a job at the really big prestigious company in South Africa. And I got the job. I don't know how, but I got the job. And as I was working, I worked so hard to consistently prove my dad wrong, to consistently prove him wrong. That for me, I felt like almost that was my purpose, to prove my dad wrong. 
Because when I bought that BMW, I called my dad and I said, dad, I did it. I call, I bought that BMW. You know that car that you said I can't get? I did it. And this is true. I really, truly bought that car. A 318Ti BMW Silver. I custom designed that car before it was even built because I worked so hard. I was able to save up all that money and I worked really hard at this company as well. And they continued to promote me because of how hard I worked. But what happened was I was working so hard that when I was 20, I landed myself in hospital for burnout. I was in mm -hmm. hospital for two days for burnout. And I realized that my life started to, to turn around that it was almost like it became my purpose to get up, to just prove my dad wrong, to work really hard, to have as much money as I can in my bank account. But I didn't have friends. I had a toxic relationship with a partner back then. I didn't have time to sit down and watch the TV show. People talk about TV shows at work. Have you seen that show, that movie? I'm like, no, where do you get the time for that? I didn't have that time. I was ill or I was working. I would work really long hours. And long story short, moved to, moved to Australia. People saw my resume online. They invited me to come work in Australia. And I said, yes, I sold everything, including my car. There were a lot of tears, but I sold the car, two suitcases, and I went. And I worked so hard to consistently prove my dad wrong. It's my purpose. It's my prove my dad wrong. And I did. Again, I made it. I worked so hard that the company sponsored my citizenship. And I landed myself in Australia, and that's where I stayed. And my guides started to come forward more and more and more. They tried so hard to connect with me because I was working so hard that my health deteriorated to the point where I remember, I will never forget this day, Janneke, I was eating a chocolate chip biscuit and I bit it and the back tooth literally split in half and half of it fell out. That is how malnourished I was because I drank coffee, I smoked cigarettes, I worked out three, four hours a day to get rid of my anxiety so that I could cope with the work stress. And I was drinking, my diet was terrible. I would have a chocolate bar or chips for, for breakfast with four or five cups of coffee. No one's body can cope. And here in my head, I'm like, I'm living my purpose. I'm doing my thing. I'm proving my dad wrong. I'm succeeding. I'm rich. I have all this money. And I, you know, and I'm barely, and I'm barely 21. And I'm making it in my life. I was soaring. I was doing extremely well, but at the price of my health and almost my life. Hmm. And my, and one day I was sitting, and this was, this is so beautiful. I will never forget this. And I said to my guides one day, and I normally just talk to them. Like I never really connected fully with them because I didn't trust. I didn't trust, but I was okay with them being there. But I've never reached the point in my life where I felt like I wanted to really, truly connect with them because of all the bad things that have happened to me with um, school, uh, the sexual abuse that I went through, there was a rape incident that I went through. I almost casted them out because I'm like, where were you? Where were you when all of this was happening? And so I had this love-hate relationship with them. I didn't see their purpose. I'm like, just why are you there? You know? And this was me from a place of pain. There was a, there's a huge switch and plot twist that's going to come, and I'll share this with you in a minute. And, and I remember I was sitting there, and I decided, you know what? This is it. I've absolutely had enough. I'm going to end my life. Oh. What is the purpose of living like this? What is, what is the meaning behind all of this suffering? Because this is all that I have. I have. When I wake up in the morning, my purpose used to be my job, and now I hate it. I hate it because it's killing me. And it's not even the job's fault. It's my approach and my attitude towards it and how 
I filtered my life and how I filtered what I thought my purpose is and should be. Because I made that decision at a very, very young age to my dad that I'm going to prove you wrong. And that decision became burned into my mind and it became the theme of the rest of my life. I didn't know how to feel like I had a purpose if I wasn't suffering. I didn't know how to feel like I was achieving something or being someone or, or feeling like I have a sense of value if I wasn't pushing myself over the edge. It's like mm. success had to be painful. That's what it felt like. And that's because of my own wiring, because of my own associations that I started to develop with action, taking, taking action, being successful and living my purpose. And subconsciously, all these programs became stronger and stronger and stronger because, they, and this, because this foundation of my purpose was built on a platform of pain. My purpose was stemming from, I'm going to prove you wrong, Dad. Mm. And so I wanted to end my life. And I left a voice message for my, my manager that morning. I gave her all my passwords. Here's all the projects that I'm working on. I'm not coming back. And I Googled how to end my life. And I'm sitting there and I heard this voice again, my guides, right? And, I, and I'm looking at the computer and I'm seeing these little dots, like these little glitter, like little specks. It was like little glitter dots just going ping, ping, ping in front of me. Whether my eyes were closed or open, they were there. And I'm like, what is this? Huh. And I sat there and I paused and I had this message come through. And the message, it's always this female voice. And she said, you're asking the wrong question. And I'm like, because I was, I, I was Googling how to end my life like in the less painful way as possible. It's just like, you ain't, you're asking the wrong question. And then she prompted me with this thought and this idea. She said, Yvette, but there's people around you that's happy. Why don't you look at what they're doing? Why aren't you doing what they're doing? Now I'm getting offended. Now I'm getting offended. You know, my ego is now just, it's absolutely seeing red. I'm, now I'm angry. And, and, it, and she said, you need to maybe ask how to be happy. And I sat there and I felt like all my energy just drained into my feet. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I don't have any response to her because she's probably right. I don't have any other thing to do right now. And I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm out of resources. I'm out of answers. So I realized I had to put my ego into my pocket and I had to let it go. And I Googled how to be happy. And then I got Neil Donald Walsh, I'm getting Dorian Virtue, Crystals and Angels. Now, keep in mind, I was raised Christian. I switched to being an atheist. I'm like, screw all you angel people, you know, whatever you're doing. This, this stuff is not real. I went through so much pain. Where were you? You know, so this was the victim in me. So I, I casted all of that out. And now I'm confronted with the very thing that I don't want to connect to, my spirituality. I had to reconnect back to my soul. I had to come back home. I didn't want to come back home because I associated home here with pain. And long story short, again, I jumped into the personal development. I did it because I didn't have a, I didn't have a better answer. And I started to see changes and shifts in my life. And I got so excited. But as I was doing that, remember, keep in mind, I was studying to become a crime scene investigator. That is what I felt was my purpose. I wanted to become a defense lawyer. I wanted to help people who couldn't support themselves or defend themselves the way that I could have as a child because I always felt no one gave me the answers that I needed to. I was always like, you, that never happened. That's wrong. You know, I felt so much injustice that I wanted to help people to find justice and I wanted to find my justice through them because I didn't have the self-worth to find that justice for myself. 
So I was almost like trying to heal myself indirectly through other people. A crime scene investigator, so I was studying this. And to pick up the pieces to look, what went wrong? Where did someone get away with something? Where's the missing piece? Let's bring this together. Let's find the person. Let's persecute the person who caused harm to that other person. And you know what happened? This is what happened. This is what changed my purpose. Here it comes. It's not that moment of where I wanted to take my life. It was that moment when I had a friend that was in a car accident. And we all ended up, you know, friends, we call each other. And so we ended up going to the, the hospital 2 a.m. in the morning. And walking into the hospital, there was this person being wheeled into wheeled into the room because the room was packed. There were five people in one room. They were understaffed. There were two doctors on, on site. So there were five people being treated in one room. And I was one of the people there supporting my friend in the room. Janneke, they rolled the guy in his underwear in a wheelchair into the room and said, here we have another patient. And they, the, the wheelchair came to a standstill right in front of me. And you know what happened? There was this small trickle of blood, small, tiny of blood coming out of his throat. And you know what? He looked at me and his eyes rolled back and his head rolled back and he was gone. And I saw this ball of mist. It looked like the best way that I can describe it is it looked like white mist, like a ball, leaving his body, like it came out of his chest, out of his chest and it moved up and it went and it just, it's almost like it blended into the room. And I sat there and I looked at my, I'm like, did you see that? He's like, the dead guy? Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, this, you didn't see that light? And he said, no. And I'm like, this is, this, this was a bittersweet moment for me, Yannicka, because I, I burst out in tears because I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this, this, this someone's son just died. Someone's father just died. Someone's husband in front of me just died. It was mm -hmm. very traumatic. I get really emotional when I talk about it. It was really bad. I mean, to see someone die in front of you, it was a life-changing experience. And it, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it changed mm -hmm. a lot for me. It changed a lot for me. But to see that, that was my awakening. To see that there's so much more what, around us. Just because we can't see it, doesn't mean that it's not there. And I realized that I am on the wrong purpose for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Yes, it would have been a purpose if I became a crime scene invest investigator. It would have been a purpose if I became a defense lawyer, but it wasn't my true purpose. Why? Listen, this is very important. Why? Because my purpose and the decision why I wanted to become that was built and based on a platform of pain. Unresolved wounds. Your purpose is meant to be on a healthy platform because when you take action from a wounded platform, that purpose is going to drain you. It's going to cause you anxiety. It's going to cause you stress. And it's not meant to. Your purpose is meant to make you feel like you are in the flow, like you are in the right place. Now, yes. They are purposes because I had a long debate with my spirit guide about this. And I said, but they are people who are doing this, this work and they're doing it because there's a purpose. There's a need for it because wherever there's a need, there's a purpose. There's a purpose waiting to be fulfilled. We judge how important these purposes are because our ego can get out of the way. 
So our ego decides whether that purpose is important or whether it's not. And I did exactly the same. And so now I realized that my purposes were built on the wrong foundation because I went home that day and I realized I can't do this. I can't become a crime scene investigator. I can't deal with the reality of what this is going to bring to me into my life. And so my guide was gently guiding me, gently guiding me very patiently, very patiently onto the right path. And what I realized was, and what I was ready for in my life is for my purpose to make me feel calm, happy, and in the flow. Mm. And doing personal development work was exactly that. Because in that way, I can still reach people. I can still help people, but in a way that was more suitable for me so that it can continue to flow so the energy can continue to flow as well yes oh my goodness thank you so much for sharing uh, a very challenging story and being so open-hearted and vulnerable about this and I think many of you guys who are listening and watching can maybe identify that a lot of us who are on this high path of, you know, wanting to become better versions of ourselves, are searching for the deeper meaning of life. A lot of us have endured a lot of suffering. And my sort of, um, what, what I believe in is that we don't necessarily have to go through all the suffering if we wake up earlier, earlier. <laughs> Uh, I really believe that. Uh, me, uh, I uh, went through a deep, dark uh, depression. I think it lasted much longer than it had needed to. If I had had support at that time, if I had someone who could explain to me that, you know, in this depression, there's going to come out something beautiful. Like I see now that it has really helped me in the work I'm doing today with Wisdom from North because it gave this birth to this deep curiosity. Like, why am I here? Like, like the same uh, with you that you questioned, uh, you know, do I want to live any longer? I did the same because nothing made sense to me. And these deep questions about life made sense to me. But I didn't realize or understand that can I actually live from doing this can I actually make this a profession can can I survive doing this is this meaningful at all I didn't understand that but uh, for me it wasn't like this voice but it was this sort of knowing this feeling that when I got the idea to start to do interviews I just got a burst of joy like a burst of joy, and it just felt so right. And people around me were like, yeah, but, you know, how are you going to make money on YouTube? Like, they didn't take it seriously. I was even ridiculed for having this idea of interviewing spiritual teachers online. But at that time, I was so done with listening to everybody else. I was so deep down in my own struggle that I was like, okay, what the heck? I might as well just do this because it brings me joy. And now looking back 13 years later, I'm like, or 11 years later, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I have been guided all the way and it has turned out to what it is today, what Wisdom from North is today. Like I have a company, we're creating online courses, I'm meeting beautiful people like you. I feel like I'm on purpose. I never would have, like my ego would never have 
been able to create this. Like this was all from the heart. So my point here is that um, I'm very passionate about speaking about purpose and you as well, like guiding people to open up to your purpose and a deeper purpose, because I believe that our souls are knocking on the door all the time. It wants us to wake up to a, a grander purpose, like a deeper soul purpose that our egoists necessarily don't value, but our soul sees the whole potential. Our soul knows the future. and. You know, speaking about wanting to end your life or like feeling that there's no way out, my thought was that what if, you know, what if 10 years ahead, I have this amazing life? Like what is, what if there's something in store for me that I cannot see right now? And I was right, right? Like there yeah. is a deeper purpose for us all, I believe. And often it has to do with one, being of service to others. So if you wouldn't have been doing what you're doing, Yvette, think of how many people who ha haven't been healed or haven't gotten the information about, you know, finding the metaphysical causes to or our physical ailments. And think about everybody my interviews have reached, you know? So I believe a purpose is both for our individual growth as a soul, but it's also to be of service to humanity. That means that if you're holding back on it, that is actually selfishness. Selfishness is not going for your purpose. Self-love is going for your purpose. And I wanna uh, throw the ball back at you. Could you say a little bit about um, our pre-birth plan? Uh, if you have received any guidance from your guides about how detailed our purpose really is from planning our lives. I love that. I love that. Okay. So here's what we need to understand first. Now, number one, we have the soul. Okay. We have the soul, which is completely unhindered by the ego, by needing money, you know, all these bodily desires that we have that comes with having a brain and hormones and all these things. Now, we have that. Then we also have, and I mean, remember the soul is also your consciousness. Now we also have the consciousness of the biology of the body. Mm. Have you thought about that? No. <laughs> yeah. So here we have two parts. Right. It's not just the soul. Your soul is trying. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So hard to get to you, to get you on your purpose. But the soul purpose and the biology of the body, the body's consciousness purpose has to align. 
Mm. You have to align the two in order to step and to find and to channel your real true purpose. <laughs> Why? Why? Here's the catch. The soul comes in and it already knows what it needs to do. And it's all about love. It's all about connection. It's all about community. But now here comes the biology of the body's ego. The ego is causing the separation. The ego is causing the need for money. We have the reptilian mind. If you put your finger at the back of your head, there's like this little knob. Right below that is your reptilian mind. That is the medulla, our instinctive responses, which started there, right? So this is our primal instinctive responses of survival, protection, money, reproducing, you know, being competitive and all these things. And these are all lower vibrations, and sometimes we get stuck in the body's consciousness in these lower vibrations. And it makes it hard for the soul to penetrate through to the body's consciousness and to lift it out of that so that the two can now work in alignment and to merge and to be on your purpose and path. Because here's what's happening. Your body is now so focused. And look at what my example. This is why I started with my example saying I had to work, work, work. And, you know, my, I was so angry at my dad. I was so frustrated. I wanted to prove him wrong. I felt like I felt so useless. I felt so unseen and invisible that I worked extremely hard to get that validation. And not just from him, but from the world. That's what I wanted. I was thinking that my purpose is going to make me happy, but no, all that I wanted was what the purpose is going to end up giving me was acknowledgement to feel that I'm important, to feel that my self-worth is, you know, being lifted to feel like I, I matter. Can you imagine if I had to heal all these points that I started to see the world differently? I started to see my purposes differently because your biology of your body, your emotions, your trauma shapes. And that is what determines what ends up becoming your purpose, or at least what you think your purpose is. Now we have the soul's purpose and we have the body's purpose. The body's purpose is more stemming from a place of our wounded decisions that we make, from seeing the world through filters that comes from pain. You know how, how pain from your past can shape how you see the world, how you see people? It shapes everything. And the soul is like, well, I don't really want to be in that vibration. This is not really where we're meant to be. A body like, hey, can you hear me? The body's like, I want it to work. I need to survive, survive, compete, compete, compete. I want to be better than that person. Compete, compete, compete. And the soul is just like, oh my God. <laughs> Let me know when you're done. Let me know when you're, in, when you're exhausted. Let me know when you're on your knees, tired, when you're ready to hear me so that we can do the work together, okay? So this is, <laughs> this is really what happens. This is what the soul is basically waiting just for us to align to it so that it can channel and do its work through us as the channels and the conduits that we agree to be. You as the biology of the body, you are a conduit. You are the conduit. But are you setting up your filters so that the soul can come through? Probably not, because we get stuck in our pain, we get stuck in self-sabotage, we get stuck in our escapisms, we get stuck in our secondary gains, and we get stuck in building fast ways that can make us feel good around our pain and problems. And that means, and that at the end of the day, that creates more problems. And that pulls us further and further and further away into this low vibration. And the soul is just like, mm -mm, I, I'm, not, I'm not going down there. I'll, I'll wait for you to come back up. <laughs> and so how can you live your soul's purpose 
if you can't even hear what your soul is trying to tell you. May I just jump in here? Because I so agree. Because I, I do Norwegian live webinars about this. And that's exactly what I'm saying. That, oh, our soul wants us to grow. Our soul wants us to listen. Our soul wants us to go inside. So when we're hustling to find our purpose, it won't come. Because it's not that energy. Your soul actually wants you to expand your consciousness, become more of who you are, grow. And out of that, your consciousness will not your uh, your purpose will unfold like i was totally in the same victimhood i want i was a former musical theater artist it was all about the acknowledgement because i didn't know anything else i thought as a young child because i was a musical theater star in norway that acknowledgement and applause was love that it equaled love that was my mindset that was my belief system. So I needed to reframe everything and realize on the spiritual journey, actually all by myself, because we didn't have YouTube and stuff like that at that time, that, oh my goodness, I am valuable just by being born. And maybe there's a deeper, re deeper purpose for me. Maybe my purpose is not to be a singer and a musical theater star. Maybe there's something deeper here. But that was a long, long process. It took me so many years and I had exactly the same relationship to the divine as you had, you know, this anger, this like, why are you not here? Like, I remember I was 12 or 13. I went into the woods. I sat there like in between school, you know, classes. I sat there and I was like, angels, where are you? Where the freak are you? I'm calling out. ETs, come and pick me up. Like I had this knowledge or this knowing that they were there, but they didn't speak to me. Like I was so angry. So I've had exactly the same, like this resistance toward the divine. But yeah. once I started to surrender, not fight so much, I started to let things unfold and happen. And I increased or I, I really worked on self-love and feeling valuable, understanding that I was valuable. That's when all of a sudden, when I got this idea with doing these interviews, I'm like, I'm going to do it for myself. No matter what people say, I feel joy. And I wanna mention something for everybody. I believe that joy is where your purpose is. It's actually going quite easy for you, where it just feels natural to do it. Like sometimes the purpose can be like, was that my purpose? But it just feels so easy. Yeah, because that's a natural skill and ability that you have. Like I, I am so curious. Um, I've been curious since I was uh, a three-year-old and my brother has been like, oh, you ask so many questions. What? That's what I'm doing now. I'm asking questions because I love it, right? So... <laughs> We are born with this and back a little bit to, you know, our, our spiritual sort of uh, pre-birth plan. Do you believe that we all have a specific purpose or purposes? 
I personally do feel that we that we do, yes. And the reason why I say that is when you look at how the soul works, when the soul comes in, we have our individuality, but you also have your soul signature, which means what makes you unique when you combine all of the experiences that you've had. Of course, it's going to be a little bit different to what other souls have experienced when you accumulate, you know, different linears and dimensions that you also exist on. All of this, it's it's like you have this little hub where you exist and you can also channel this energy as a soul through different parts of being alive as well different planets different different ways of existing so we all know that so this is where you also continue to grow and you grow and you change and you change and as you grow and change we need experiences that we can build on so if there's something that your soul feels like i don't have enough of, of, of a certain experience that i would like to have in order to grow and grow and, and change and elevate a little bit more then we go in and we go look for different people and di different dimensions and different soul families that we can connect through and that we also have our souls council discuss all well, what are we going to do what is going to be next of course you don't just do all of this by yourself you have your support system there's so much support that is out there that we can't see but we can hear the support of what needs to come through from the soul and the we make. So absolutely, yes, I feel that we do have specific purposes, but sometimes what we also have is a purpose to serve and we have a purpose from the soul, meaning a purpose from the soul to serve the world, but we also have a purpose from the soul to serve ourselves. And mine, for example, is my purpose is to learn to trust again in this lifetime. And my other purpose is to help people to learn to trust as well, but to also to heal from what they were never able to heal from. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm here to help people to that thing that they've never been able to heal in their life. That's one of my purposes is to help them to heal. That is help them to shift that, to awaken be above and beyond where they have been stuck. So that's one of my purposes as well. And I have many, like you, I believe we have many purposes. And I want to share just light quickly, briefly on this, because the fact that you exist, that is already your purpose. This is your baseline. This is where it starts. And here is why, because the fact that you just exist, now that means that the way that you live your life, you say something and someone hears it in a conversation and boom, it changes their life. But you are blissfully unaware of that. You don't see that feedback, right? So now look how we are demeaning and devaluing our existence just because our egos don't get to see the feedback of how we are contributing to other people's lives. But the ego needs to see it. We can't believe that we are that great, that we are that amazing. You have no idea how just your presence have helped maybe someone to heal or to soothe them or to support them. Or maybe you did something that created a chain reaction into someone else's life and it shifted amazing things for them that helped them to take the next step in their life. I think it's really sad how, we, how narrow we make the concept of what a purpose is. This is absolutely important to, to start to learn and to grasp because did you also know that by you just healing yourself, you are changing the world? How? Because when you talk to someone in that healed vibration, your vibration is calling that person into that same healed vibration. And you know what you're doing? You are opening up the potential for them to step into that and to awaken to that and start to move towards that themselves. Did you know that? 
This is how the electromagnetic fields work in the biology of the body as well. That's how we transmit these messages to one another. Your thoughts generate, and what you've created for yourself, it generates an electromagnetic field. We all know that this is absolute science. And these electromagnetic fields can hold and program thoughts, vibrations, and ideas, and everything that you've done. This is how, when you meet someone and they don't say a word, but you can feel if this person is good or bad, your neurotransmit, your your electromagnetic fields are commuting to one another because electromagnetic fields can manipulate a program and change atoms. It can trans, it can relay the message that you were that you were thinking and feeling or holding in these electromagnetic fields, and you are made of atoms, right? You're made of atoms. So these fields are coming to you. Your atoms are absorbing the information from it. And that information is relayed back into the biology of the body through emotions, sensations, thoughts, and ideas. This is very important. This is how we can support and help each other. But if we abuse someone, if we attack them, we, we lower their vibration by putting all these bad thoughts and negative feelings and ideas into their mind. Right, And that can actually lower their vibration. So the fact that you are working on yourself, the fact that you can just keep your mind positive or say positive things to other people, that for me personally is one of the greatest purposes that you can have in this life because it is a gift that will never ever stop giving and you you probably also know yourself how amazing it feels to to say something nice to someone and see how it shifts them how it just makes their entire day or how it can just heal a broken heart and you just can't see the impact that you have by just existing mm. absolutely amazing mm. it, it's incredible the power of just existing and yes then they are purposes that we feel that we align to because we love it, right? We love it. It feels like, wow, this gives me so much meaning. It gives me so much greatness. I can see the ripple effect that this is also having in the world. But the soul needs to be able to come through to tell you what is this decision that we made up there before we came down here. But we can't hear the soul because our focus and our awareness is shifted to what? problems, pain, and trauma. We, our ego is getting in the way because it doesn't get what it wants. So it wants more of this gratifying materialistic world that we're in. Where's your focus? Your energy flows where your focus is. If your focus is not with your soul and listening to it and allowing it to, to be a conduit in the channel through you, well, what, what do you think is going to happen? Nothing. Mm. Nothing. Very inspiring, uh, Yvette. And I just want to thank everybody who is commenting and watching your comments. And it's really inspiring. Uh, I love being live on YouTube. Like I said, I haven't done that many times. Um, and I really, when it comes to uh, our purpose, my big thing is follow your joy. Follow yes, your joy. Yes. Because our joy is in the heart. When you are a little child... Just if you see pictures of yourself as a young kid, your eyes are like shining. I believe that a child has 100% self-love and 100% joy. And there is this professor and author uh, called uh, David Hawkins. He has studied emotions and vibrations and frequencies. And he has this model where it's showing that different 
emotions are vibrating on a different um, vibration. So for instance, shame and guilt are the most lowest vibrational feelings. Like they are vibrating on 20 hertz or something like that. And then when you come higher up in the emotions and the vibration, you have love and joy and enlightenment and peace. And what I say in my webinars is that not everybody becomes enlightened, right? Like we're, I, that was my sort of dream when I was 30 that I was going to become enlightened. But I think that maybe might happen in another life. Like that is a goal that is way too high up there. Uh, and we don't know many people who have become enlightened. So let's go for joy. Like joy is vibrating on, I think it is 500 hertz uh, compared to shame and guilt that is vibrating on 20 and 30 hertz. And when we are in shame and guilt, we are pulling our energy into us. When we are in acceptance and reason and love and joy, we are expanding our energy. And that is where the purpose is. It's where where you are expanding your energy. And joy is in the heart. So it sounds like a cliche, but it's really true. Like when you follow your heart, when you feel like, I love doing this. I just love asking questions about the big questions of life. I, I just love helping people with this or that. I just love nature. Like there, there was this woman who loved to be out in nature and she started this club bringing women out in nature. And then she started these courses, went out and had workshops in nature. Like there are no limits to what we can do. And we don't have to figure it out in our heads. If you just follow the steps from the heart, it will lead you all the way. Now, of course, this is no quick fix either. And like Yvette said, it's quite complex when it comes to purpose because we have our body purpose. We also have multiple purposes. A purpose, a purpose is just to be alive you know, and bring joy to people but it's also our individual purpose. And that is something that needs to un- unfold. And that is why we are passionate about bringing, you know, uh, teaching material to help you with this. So I wanted to mention that we have a live webinar where we're going to connect more with you guys because in live webinars, we have the chance, you know, to answer questions from you. We have more time. We can go deeper. And this is totally free. And I wanted to invite you all to be part of it. And there is a link somewhere here that my colleague Ragnel is sharing. And the webinar is October 28th. And it's live. And if you cannot be there live, you'll get the recording. So sign up there. We're going to draw angel cards. It's going to be a beautiful session with Evette. And I really hope to see you there. And I wanted to, we have a few more minutes, Evette, and I wanted to jump back to you and ask, and this is a deep question maybe, but is it in our destiny to fulfill our purpose or can we actually miss it? That is a great question. I always feel that there is a possibility, I wouldn't say that we can miss it, but that it can be adjusted. Because sometimes what I feel can happen is when you set out to have a mission, like this, for say, for example, you decide I'm going to drive from, from Rome to, you know, um, where can we go? Oh, we can go to Austria. Oh, no. Yeah, we're going to go. <laughs> exactly. We're going to drive there. So we have the intention. We have the map. We have, we have the car packed. We have everything ready. We know how to get there. And, and that's it. We're going to go do it now. Now we get in the car. We drive. Now we have a flat tire, we ran out of gas, and now the car engine, the, the, the car engine blows up. 
Now we have a small little accident, we hit the curve, and we can't quite get the car back because maybe we're tired, we're irritated, we don't have the mechanics around us to support us. And now we just feel, okay, well, we're just going to make the best of what we're doing. Now we're going to hike onto, you know, maybe hike with other cars. Maybe now the other car take the wrong direction because you, you, we got so involved in the conversation that we didn't listen or we didn't look at where the path was going. So you see how something that starts out to look so simple can end up just being so complex. And at the end of the day, maybe you arrive in, I don't know, we, we arrive in a town called Ulek. And now we live in Ulek. And we realize, I'm so happy here. I don't want to move. <laughs> I don't want to move. Why should I now go over there when I'm feeling like I can experience everything that I have right here? And I'm so happy with it that I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Did you really miss your goal or not? That depends on how you're going to see it. Are you going to see it as a failure or are you going to see it as, my life changed so drastically, but I am so happy with the outcome. Mm. And I'm happy with where I am. I'm following my joy and I'm happy with where I am. Destination reach? No. So the, the destination, the purpose is not the main goal. It's how it makes you feel. And if you can stay in that, that's when you know you've reached your purpose. Mm. Well, that's interesting. That's how I so, uh, in many ways, I could have ended up, well, you know, just to take my example, I feel like I would not have been happy being a musical theater artist. Like I could have pushed through and done it, but I would have been so nervous because I'm a very sensitive soul. I would have anxiety to lose my voice. I would not like the competition because it's really, really hard. Like I would not be happy. Like to me, I feel like I could not not have done Wisdom from North. Like it feels, it feels like it just had to happen, but I probably could have done something else. I could have, I've been a receptionist. I could have stayed there, like in this law firm, pouring coffee to the lawyers. Like I could have done that. But I think that I would have some dissatisfaction that I wouldn't feel fulfilled. So to me, I just feel like this was a really strong, strong calling. But maybe calling is a bit different than purpose. Or do you have any thoughts? I think it's the same. I think it's exactly the same. But at the end of the day, some of us don't have that strong calling for something, mm. for something specific. Mm. So that's why I said at the end of the day, if you don't have that something specific, that strong calling, mm. which we can help you find, but if you don't have it, then follow what makes you happy. Yeah. Because when you are happy, you are vibrating in the highest vibration. And remember what I said, when you are in that vibration, of healing and happiness and joy, you are pulling other people into that same vibration. You are opening up the possibility of that. And together, imagine one person does that for another, one person does that for another. And we start affecting what, how many people do we need? 7,000 people to be feeling the same state at the same time in order for the consciousness to be raised and shifted. We know that that's called the monkey effect. This is the power of just being happy and doing what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, this work, 
this work that we're going to do both in the live webinar, and I haven't mentioned that we're also going to have a longer online program on this with a vet on Wisdom from North. It's going to be an online course. It's called Alchemy of Your Purpose, and it's coming out in November 2023. We're working on it right now, and we're super excited about it. You know, we're talking on WhatsApp and creating this course. And it's, it's called Alchemy of Your Purpose, but it's really about you know, the opposite of what you were experiencing, going for your ego, proving someone uh, wrong, you know, it's really coming home to yourself. It's about this course is about coming home to yourself. And um, in that, you know, the goal, the intention is for you to really live uh, your happiness, really to be in happiness. Like one of my questions for all my guests on YouTube is what makes you happy? And it's just so beautiful because every time I ask that question, my guest is like, like, yeah, yeah, they're lighting up. And, you know, so happiness, we, we got to allow ourselves to be happy. Like, yeah. life is so uh, serious in so many ways, and we can opt into that. But many teachers are speaking about the new earth that is going to be born, a new timeline that is actually going to shift. Several channelers are telling me that. You guys have seen my videos, you know this. So we can actually opt into that version of the earth that is of a higher vibration. So guys, thank you so much for uh, listening today and for everybody who's watching this in replay. Thank you so much for uh, watching. And again, you're so welcome to join our live webinar. And the link is right here below somewhere. It's October 28th, and we'll go much deeper into your soul's purpose. Yvette is going to have a presentation. We're going to draw angel cards. We're going to have a powerful meditation. So join us there. And Yvette, questions I ask all my guests. What is self-love to you? Self-love to me? Self-love to me, that's a great question, actually. For me, it is recognizing when I've reached my limits and to respect that and to change whatever it is that I'm doing that is either causing me distress, anxiety, or upset, or burnout, and to take action with love towards myself, to have self-compassion in that moment, and to bring my focus and my energy back to me in a way that is in a very balanced way, of course, not in a selfish, destructive way for other people around me, but in a way that is in balance for everyone else as well. That for me personally is what I've learned being a mom to two kids. That is what, <laughs> what self-love for me now means. And yeah. what is happiness to you? <laughs> happiness to me is when I paint, when I can do my artwork, when I can talk to my guides, you know, my guides are always with me. They're always chit-chatting with me. Like they're like my best friends, you know, it's like, oh my God, we're going to do this interview today. Oh my God. And you're like giving me ideas and stuff like that. So for me, that brings me so much joy, so much happiness to finally have my channels open to be able to hear my guides and to be able to also paint that, that of course being a mom as well, but this is, this is the pivotal for me. Like this really makes me giddy. <laughs> and what is the deeper meaning of life from your perspective? The deeper meaning of life is to find yourself and to be yourself without judgment. Ah. To not give your power away to judgment, because that is the biggest challenge that we all as a human race are facing and we're changing our lives we're jumping through fire hoops we're sacrificing our identities and our joy and our purposes and our happiness for the sake of not being judged and it begs the question who would you be if you didn't have a fear of being judged mm. 
Beautiful question. Thank you so much for being with us today, Yvette. And I, I can't wait to collaborate more this fall and for everybody to join us also. So thank you, Yvette. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for your love. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for watching. And may you shine the light that you are. Bye, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. you want to become more who you are and live in alignment with your soul's purpose and explore a deeper meaning with your life, then you are most welcome to join Wisdom from North membership. If you want to go deeper, you can find all our English online courses and programs at wisdomfromnorth.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just by searching for Wisdom from North. Until the next episode, much light, from here.